Hello and welcome to Reading the Room. A psychic exploration of true crime and mysteries. <laughs> We're your hosts. I'm Adam. I'm Katie. I'm <laughs> you guys sure are. <laughs> We're on a little hiatus. We took a little break, but we are back and rip roaring. How have you guys been? How's it going? Oh, we, I've been good. Um, I finished my master's degree over the summer. So congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah. Whoop, so whoop. I was working on that a lot. And um, I went to Paris this summer and then I got COVID. So how was your summer? <laughs> Is French COVID different than, uh, than regular COVID? Um, I don't know. Mine was pretty bad and I've had all my shots. So maybe, uh, I was like, I was super sick. I was, uh, swelled up in the throat and everything. And it was, it was terrible. So I'm glad to be back and running up to normal speed again. I guess I'm the only one here who hasn't had the COVID yet. You haven't had COVID yet. Oh man. Mm -mm. Like a diamond in the rough. Yeah. You're, you're like a rare shiny Pokemon cards now. Pam. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a hermit. So uh, unless, unless you're delivering food to me, forget it. <laughs> we are talking uh break. Like uh, we don't normally do breaking news, breaking, news. Uh, breaking stories, breaking news. but this was too big to not talk about. <laughs> In the Ad- Adnan Saeed case, is it Saeed or? I think it's Saeed. Isn't it? I, I've always I, was, I always do with a long e. I, I was very confident until you said it the other way, and now I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, well I think it's Syed, but anyways, <laughs> big news: he was released from prison this week. So, for any of our listeners who are not familiar with Serial, uh, which I can't imagine any of you are not, it is the most popular podcast of all time. It cemented what podcasting is. And uh, especially if you like true crime podcasts and you've not checked it out, please do so. Uh, Amazing work that they did with that. Let's just give this synopsis. Adnan was in high school when his girlfriend went missing and she was later found to be murdered. And he was, he was um, tried and convicted for her murder. And the case, if you look at the details of the case is very flimsy and mostly based on cell tower evidence, which was found to be um, inaccurate. There was, there's three podcasts, three podcasts about this specific case. So if you want to know the dirty details, our recommendation is to listen to Serial, number one, listen to the Undisclosed podcast because it's run by a legal team and they're going to go through every dirty detail that if you if you're a forensics person that's the podcast for you and if you're a theory person check out Bob Ruff he does all the theories related to what could have possibly happened and um, those three podcasts are going to go into every single detail about this case every rock unturned <laughs> my main takeaway from uh, the whole case was um you know, when you are convicted of a crime, especially a crime of this severe, they have to prove your guilt with beyond a shadow of a doubt. Mm-hmm. And with this case, um, what, like, in my opinion, whether you think Adnan did it or not, the state did not fucking prove that he did it. Absolutely mm-hmm. agree. 
So that is one of the most interesting things to me about the whole thing is how um, you can be convicted because people think you did it, even if they didn't prove it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So terrifying. Yeah, it's it's really terrifying. Um, and uh, basically, the whole case was built on cell tower record evidence, which was proven later to not. It's right. junk science. It doesn't work. You can't trace. Doesn't work. It's back goofy. in '99, you couldn't trace. They could probably trace now with GPS, but back then you could not trace somebody's location based on if a phone call was coming in. And then two, this other guy, Jay, who was who was supposedly the accomplice of this murder, uh, his testimony and his testimony. And his testimony was uh, sketchy. It didn't make any sense. It kept changing, and yep. I believe he got he was got out of something to testify like I yeah he was he was like a small time drug dealer from right. what it sounded like just some kid who slang weed around and was probably afraid to get in trouble for for getting um getting in trouble for selling the weeds maryland passed a new law regarding juvenile sentencing and the prosecutor in his area had a, a new unit put together to look at files and um, Adnan's case fell within that scope. And when they looked at Adnan's prosecution files, they found information that was not shared with the defense. And they're not allowed to do that. All of the information coming in both ways has to be shared. There's no Perry Mason moments like, aha, you didn't know this because they all have to share information. Yeah, during um, discovery, everything, everyone has to know everything. That's the rule. Right, yeah. And um, it turns out that the what was written in the file was that um, Heyman Lee, just before she died, somebody threatened to kill her. This was never followed up on. And that fell within something called a Brady violation. And the Brady violation, the elements of a Brady violation are um, evidence, the evidence at issue must be favorable to the accused either because it was expulsory or because it was impeaching. The evidence must have been suppressed by the state either willfully or inadvertently and prejudice must have been ensued. Anyway, this was held willfully. Anyway, so he was able to get out on the Brady violation. At this time, they are investigating the threat from 23 years ago. So we're here to focus on Heyman Lee's actual murder. And I went back and I listened to Serial. And in Serial, Sarah Koenig, the host from, she's from uh, This American Life, NPR. She goes through and she reenacts Heyman Lee's day because they have this timeline that they're supposedly trying to prove that Adnan killed her within 20 minutes of her leaving after school and that uh there that she she was at school and then the next time somebody sees her is when jay sees her at best buy at 3 36 or something like that in the afternoon and adnan pops the trunk and says that's her dead body i killed her it's done but what you got to remember about the timeline with hey Heyman lee's day after school is that um most of the timeline is based off of the state cell phone record evidence, which we know to be trash. So you have to kind of throw that whole thing away. But 
this is what I did find to be true when you look at the people who saw Heyman Lee after school. So that's uh, what I want to focus on is the reenactment that she did. So Heyman Lee left school at 2.15 in the afternoon. She goes to Woodlawn High School and the bell rings and she sees her friend Debbie Warren and she tells her, hey, I'm in a rush. I can't talk. I got to go. Um, it is assumed that she's going to see her boyfriend, Don, at the mall. They both worked at Lens Crafters. And so she leaves school. And when Sarah did her reenactment um, for, for Heyman Lee's timeline, the fastest that Hay could have possibly got to her car from the school is two minutes. Um, and then there's a big part of serial where Adnan talks about how to wait for the bus loop to go around. And um, so it takes Sarah and her assistant about 10 minutes to get to the front of the building. The last time that Heyman Lee was saw, seen, she was talking to a girl named Inez Butler at the front of the school. And she said she needed to get a snack. And then she went to get a snack and got in her car and she left. And then um, that's it. That's the last time anybody's seen her. So the girl leaves high school and is like, I got to go. It is presumed that she was going to go see her boyfriend at the mall. But Heyman Lee has to pick up her little cousin from, from first grade or kindergarten. And she did this every single day after school. After that, the next time that she is seen, she is found by a guy named Mr. S., and Mr. S is a known streaker. The guy is known for running around, streaking, waving his junk at people. He's been arrested and he- what uh, for? Yeah, there was an incident, they talk about it in Serial, where um, Mr. S shakes his stuff at the police and is just running around. So the guy's kind of a weirdo, um, in my opinion. No offense if you like to streak, I just, for me, it's not for me, okay? <laughs> hey, look, if you like to show your genitals to people that did not consent to that, I'm not here to judge you. <laughs> well, Kate, I am. Fuck you if you do that. <laughs> so the guy who finds her body is, um, okay, kind of a weirdo who enjoys streaking and he's a colorful individual. And he says to the police, when he finds her body, he's like, works as a janitor um, <clears throat> at a local school. It's not the, the same school that Hay goes to, but it's another school, he's a janitor. He said he was on home, went home for his break and he had to grab a beer to drink a beer. And then he, he was drinking the beer on the way to work. And he's like, oh, I have to pee. So he goes pee and he goes out into the woods to pee. And then that's when he says he found Hay's body. And there's a, with, with the police go out there to find the body after he's called the police, he never goes pee. The guy never goes pee. And then uh, he had to go so bad. <laughs> he had to go so bad. He never, he never. <laughs> I've never, I've never had to go to the bathroom and then saw a dead body. So I can't judge if like maybe it's just the pee is just like never mind, dude. We can wait. <laughs> exactly. So when the examiners got there, they're like, "Where's the body? I can't see it. It was so covered that you couldn't even see it." The guy who was um, there to examine the body went up there. I was looking around. He was almost standing directly on top of it. So a lot of people were like, 
oh, like, how did he see this body? Like, it's crazy. And then he just said that he went out there to take a whiz and that there was, and, and that was it. And this guy's name is Mr. S. Um, and he's our, he's, he's our first suspect. I, I think suspect number one. Um, I think that's fair. Uh, yeah, this guy by his own admittance, um, he <laughs> works at a school was is a is drunk driving back to school or drink driving i don't know yeah was <laughs> driving is drunk driving yeah <laughs> real weird guy and they found an empty bottle near Heyman lee's body out in the woods there so they were trying yeah. to connect him to that bottle yeah and another thing is, is that Rabia Shadri, and she's the one who has been advocating for Adnan this entire time, has released some information about the new suspects. And one of the new suspects uncovered in the investigation is a person who has taken a polygraph and failed it the first time and then took a second one and passed that. Guess who that guy is? Oh, Mr. S. S. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Interesting. S. That guy is S for shady. Mm-hmm. So that's that, that. I believe that to be one of the suspects that the police is not named at this point in time. Like right now, they're like, we have a suspect in, we have a suspect in mind and this person failed the polygraph and then passed it. So I believe this is Mr. S. Um, the second suspect is Don, the boyfriend. So this is. Oh, is it really? Yeah, so um, this isn't the ones that the police have named. There's another one that the police have said, we want to investigate these two people. I believe oh, the first gotcha. one's Mr. S. Another okay. one I want to talk about is Don. And then there's another one that the police have actually said, but haven't said, you know what I mean? That'd be weird if it was Don and Mr. S hanging out together. That would yeah. be super suspicious. Does so, Don also like streaking? Are they in a streaky club? I don't, I don't know each other don is Heyman lee's kind of new boyfriend at the time and when i said that she was on a rush somewhere she worked with him at lens crafters at the owens mill mall and what's weird about don is that bob ruff i mentioned him he's a podcaster he's the one who goes in with theories he's the one who found out that on the day that Heyman lee went missing don's mom who happened to be his manager at lens crafters falsified his time card so i think he is definitely a person of interest yeah his entire alibi is relied on by this kind of known lie that his mom put up for him right so that's suspicious and uh there's been a lot of people on the internet so there's like this this wormhole goes deep there's people on reddit there's there's tons of groups online people speculating and i know that I have heard, you know, that life has been difficult for Don since Serial exploded because a lot of people, a lot of people are like, he's, he's shady. And, um, I would like to know, is that who she was going to be going to meet? Was she going in a rush to meet Don? Cause at that time, you know, she was pretty head over heels with him at that moment. Uh, if you read her diary, which was on the, uh, the podcasts. So he's interesting. Now, this there's another suspect I want to talk about. And then there was a mysterious phone call. So there's a suspect that the police have currently named as a person of interest who 
has been charged with sexual misconduct with a minor. That's what it is. This person has has been charged with that. They they released that through the the updated podcast on disclosed and serial. They said this person. I believe this person is Belil, who is the is Adnan's youth minister oh. at the mosque, oh. who also happened to be Adnan's um alibi for for the um the murder of Haman Lee. Supposedly Adnan was with him at the at that time. Um a lot of people think it might be him. So a lot of people believe that based on the motion to vacate the in the in these transcripts that they've released, people are thinking like this is this is Mr. S. And then Belial um has been arrested for lewd acts with a 14-year-old boy, which was later thrown out due to age of consent laws and being vague. He was later convicted of sexually assaulting his dental patients while they were knocked out on anesthesia. Ooh. According to yeah. It's my big dentist nightmare. It is. He's one of those dentists. You got to be careful. You got to be bringing a friend with you to the dentist, to be honest. You just don't know. These people are awful. Um, it said, according to the motion, one of the suspects- Anti-dentite. I'm anti. I'm like, I'm bringing a friend. Anti-dentite. <laughs> uh, according to the motion, one of the suspects threatened to kill Hay. Uh, which one of these is, would like, who's more likely to threaten her? Uh, I don't think she knew Mr. S., um, and the police were saying that somebody threatened to kill her and it's possible that she had may have found out that he was doing something. So a lot of people are looking at him like, Hmm, maybe, maybe he threatened to kill her. Um, so those are the two suspects, Belial and Mr. S. Are you looking at police. Jay as a suspect all on his own? No, huh. I, I don't think so. Now, I had heard that one of the suspects, one of the suspects that is connected in a way that where Heyman Lee's car was found was near they mm -hmm. live. I heard yeah, that too. I heard too. Yeah. But I couldn't figure out who that is. Do you know, do you have any idea who that might be? Still not sure. Okay. So that's still an open question. There was one other thing that I was, when I was re-listening to Serial that I just thought was odd. So. There was a there was an anonymous call. So three days after Hayes' body was found, a call came to Detective Massey, a Baltimore County cop. The caller must have had an accent because in Massey's report, he describes him as an Asian male between the ages of 18 and 21 years old. And it's unclear, they say it in the podcast, it's unclear if they mean East Asian or South Asian, like somebody who's Pakistani. Like, we don't know what that means when he says mm -hmm. that, but- um, the caller says, look at the ex-boyfriend. The caller further advised that the boyfriend had taken the victim to Lincoln Park. That's where Hayes' body was found um, for a sexual encounter. The victim broke off the relationship with the boyfriend a week before she was reporting missing. And then the, the caller hangs up. The caller calls back and states that the suspect, so Adnan, informed a friend, Yasser Ali, if he had ever hurt his girlfriend he would drive her car into the lake and the the caller says that yasser might know something so the detective meets with yasser this is the friend of adnan's and at a pizza hut three days later and yasser says he didn't make the call and he doesn't know anything and the police asked if adnan wanted to get rid of hayes 
car? Where would he put it? And Yasser says maybe somewhere in the woods or in Centennial Lake or in the Inner Harbor. So that call is strange because mm-hmm. it sounds like someone's trying to set him up through a friend. Like they know who he is. Um, that's my opinion of that call. Like it sounds like somebody who knows him. So they found Heyman Lee's car on the in the 300 block of Baltimore City. So it was like within the actual city. Mm-hmm. There's a Zillow posting. I'm going to look how, how much houses go. Oh, 80 grand. Okay, so that's probably not a very good neighborhood. Yeah, in the documentary, they showed the lot. It's just like a grassy lot with like apartments around it or townhouses around it. Yeah, I'm interested to see who who's who's connected to that because I was trying to figure that out myself. Who do you think did it? What do you think of the evidence? Do you have a gut feeling about somebody? I don't know. I don't I know. I think it may be. I, I think it may be a suspect that um, we're not aware of it all yet. Okay. I think it. Um, you know the the Don thing is really fishy that his mom made an alibi for him, but he may have just been home or something, and she was really worried about her kid. I could see someone, um, just fortifying an innocent person based on fear, uh, because yeah. people. Uh, you know, we talked about Jay, who, um, I, he seemed like, uh, like kind of an asshole, but is, is that a killer make? Um, or is it just like some other person? Did she like get carjacked and then yeah, something happened like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you, are you completely convinced it couldn't be, um, Adnan? Nope, I still think it could be Adon. Yes, I still think it could be too, but I'm pretty convinced he didn't do it. You don't I'm, think he did it? I'm 99.9% sure that he had nothing to do with it. Um I I, I just I just have listened to not every, you know, almost every single thing about the evidence and everything and his family just like fighting for his life. And I just, I don't think he did it. Um, I th- I've always kind of wondered if it was random. Always kind of wondered that, like always kind of was like, what happened to her? Like, where is she going? You know, Baltimore isn't the best area. Like I'm not right. going to lie to yeah. you guys. Like I have, a friend who's from, I have a friend who's from Baltimore and she's told me stories that'll make your hair stand up. Like there's a place called Stab Alley in Baltimore. Like, I just, I just feel like it's a dangerous place at times. And maybe somebody just took advantage of a, of an opportunity where they saw her maybe like, honestly, for me, what I believe is maybe she was going up to the mall to meet Don and she met up with the wrong person. That's what I think. Now, the thing that, that throws me that my kind of leading suspicion is similar to yours, that it's, kind of a random crime but the police have said that someone threatened Heyman mm-hmm. Lee mm-hmm. that really sticks with me like who's why are they threatening her yeah yeah why are you threatening a a, a college or a high school girl who's mm-hmm. yeah she was all well-rounded and everything you know what I mean so I just mm-hmm. 
I don't know. It's always bugged me. This case is one of the reasons that like, for me, I was like, we need to do that case sometime in the podcast. It, it was something that when I was starting to do like tarot and stuff, and I knew we were going to get into cases, I was like, we got to do this case. We got to, I just need to know. Hopefully we're going to find out, you know, the police actually have the right person with like real evidence, but I just really, I really want to know who did Let's it. Look. Let's look. Let's take a look. Yeah, a lot of questions. Let's see if we can come Lots. up with some answers. All right. Listeners, Pam and I are tarot card readers. We are going to be shuffling away. So if that's what you hear, I'm going to look into what happened to Heyman Lee that day after school. Well, this is interesting. What I immediately have is that um, I have both cards that represent a liar. I also have the moon card, which represents somebody lying. I, I do too. I have the moon card also. So I have three cards that represent lying. Uh-huh. I also have um, the justice card upside down, which is represents criminal activity uh-huh yeah um and then i have the strength card for her she's very strong but not stronger than the person who killed her unfortunately mm-hmm. i also have um a card that talks about a job do you think she was on her way to see dawn at the the mall there yes I definitely also, do. I'm also picking up that she was on her way to go see her boyfriend. Yeah. But um, the thing is, is that first she had to pick up her niece, correct? I think it's her cousin, but she never her made cousin, it. Her cousin or relative. She never made it there. Mm-hmm. So... what i feel like is i feel like there was a crime that was being committed good deduction (laughs) (laughs) separate separate from her separate from her kidnapping and killing okay i'm picking up i'm picking up something about money i think these cards to me are looking like she might have been jacked like that's what it looks like like a jacking of some kind like somebody's being greedy with money i need to ask Mm -hmm. is um can we go down this line really quick and see did her boyfriend don have anything to do with her murder no i'm getting a no also did adnan have anything to do with her murder no no i'm getting no also did um the youth minister, Valil, was did he have anything to do with her murder? No. No. All right. Mr. S, the streaker. I need to know. Mr. S, the streaker. What are you getting? Yes. I'm getting a yes, too. I did. <laughs> I got yes, too. And you know what's, what's weird is, is that 
you if you watch enough of these forensic shows on tv a lot of times the murderer comes back to the scene a lot of times it happens a lot and i was like this dude i think he did it like i thought that the whole time but i needed you to tell me that that that's what you were picking up because like that's been mm-hmm. my vibe this whole time. I think he was trying to jack her or something. Mm-hmm. I think he and... was trying to rob rob her and then he took it further. Yeah, that's what I think too. But ask this, was he alone? I'm getting a no. That's yeah, two people. Yeah, so somebody we don't know about then, hey? Hey, Midley. <gasps> no, no, it's not her. <laughs> she didn't do it. <laughs> No, Kate said it's someone we don't know, right? Hey. Oh, I said hey. Oh, okay. Minley. <laughs> hey, Minley. Okay, let's see here. Here's the question that you that I'm getting an interesting answer to. Hmm. Are the suspects they're looking at now? Now are they the guilty people? Yes. The suspects they're looking at now are they guilty yeah. people? Yes. Yeah. Will DNA will DNA prove that they're the guilty people? I'm getting a no on that. Wait a second. There's two people. So let's just double check. Will Mr. What? S's DNA be on Mr. S? No. The, no. What about the other person? I'm getting a sort of like maybe mighty <laughs> mitochondrial DNA or some something like that. I'm getting know, yeah, something I'm smaller. Getting, I'm getting a slight yes Touch on DNA. That. Something I'm that's getting, a slight. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting some. I'm getting a sort of uh, a, a similar thing, like a slight yes. But yeah, I'm glad that our cards are the same on this. Uh, it definitely feels like at first it was just taking advantage and trying to jack her for money, and then taking it further. And I feel like it's like wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, I would often wondered if she was like, I got to run to get gas or something, you know, something like that. Like some, I got to run to do this real small errand and then I got to go get my cousin and I'm going to go see Don. I have to hurry. That's what mm-hmm. I wondered, like, was her frame of mind. I don't see it at a gas station. What about an ATM? No. Mm. What but she stopped. She stopped somewhere. She did stop somewhere. She did. Okay. Was it temporary? Was it like a stop sign? A stop light? I feel like it was right off the street. Like maybe she was at a stop, stop light, light? Oh, and they man. just got in. Yikes. Too bad they don't, you know, too bad they couldn't watch the camera footage. Could be oh. a better yeah abilities now any any footage or anything's long gone by now yeah i have have another question about this case because i feel like maybe there's just a lot of people who are jumping in and saying stories because there were so many maybe there was a lot of publicity people had a lot to say but throughout the story of serial jay has this friend named jen and she tells this story about jay bringing she had to pick him up or something like that. And he had shovels and all this dirt, blah, blah, blah. Did she just make that stuff up to corroborate him? Or like, what is her role? Because like, she went on to the documentary and she's like, oh, I believe he's guilty and yada, yada, yada. Is she just ride or die for Jay or what? This girl, Jen. She's getting a lot of attention. Okay. 
And so I think she, that's worth it. He likes the attention. Yeah. Okay. Is Jay ever gonna come clean? No. Never? Why not? No. Douchebag. Oh, I didn't know there was a tarot card for that. The douchebag. Okay. A... <laughs> douchebag card. He's a ten of douchebags. Mm-hmm. Maybe he yeah. just feels like he's gone so far he can't turn around now. I mean, at this point, can you imagine the guilt if if you wrongfully testified against someone? They spent twenty two years in prison. Yeah, I don't think crap. I don't think Jay has guilt. I think he's like a sociopath or a psychopath. That's what I'm picking up. He could care less. I'm picking up that he's really immature. So he's not he's not capable of like feeling that guilt. I would just be eaten up inside. I'd be like, oh, I lied. Let him out. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was scared, you know? Um, yeah. What about, so there's still other loose ends here. What about this, this call, this anonymous call where someone's pointing the finger at Adnan? Who is that? Why would they do that? Can we figure out? I, wonder if, I feel like that might have been her brother. Out of being scared or thinking maybe it was him? I think that he thought it was definitely him. Okay. I mean, the coincidence, like they break up a week, a week later, she dies. I well, see she, that's not even point. true. They didn't break up a week before that. Somebody oh, okay. just said that. It was months or something like that. Ooh. It would have been months. Like they broke Quite up in time. the... They broke up in the fall or something like that. And then okay. and it was like January and she had a new boyfriend. And so, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, what are the what are the other questions that you have, Kate? That's it. That's all I got. Okay. Well, I feel like that was a lot that we got. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for this to be corroborated. Yeah, I'm excited to see what the police come up with this time. And, and I hopefully, hope- hopefully it's right. And will Adnan have to go back to court? I'm getting no. Yeah. Back, back to prison. Do you think no. he's going to get fully exonerated and like get this yeah. expunged off his record and everything so he can have a life? I mean, he's probably going to get a lot of offers now, but like I, I do hope that he can yes. get out there and go to school or do whatever it is that he wants to do without having to deal with any of the crap that has to come with being a felon. Yes. I think that they're going to catch who it is. Okay, great. And they're going to know. And Adam, he's your age. So maybe you should write him a little letter and say, I have availability for a BFF. (laughs) (laughs) Dear Adnan. (laughs) I've also been inconvenienced. The other day, I had to wait plus 20 minutes at the post office. Our lives are basically the same. I wrote Adnan on a postcard once when he was in prison. Yeah, me and my friend Tiff. Shout out to you, Tiff. I know you're listening. Um, Tiffany we and I. Tiff. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany and I got a nice Hawaii postcard sent it to him back in 2015 so adnan if you're listening that was me it was, that was her bro it was me it was me and he's like he's like thanks for bragging i'm in prison you're in hawaii i just thought it would be nice what did you find some- in it 
I don't remember. It was in 2014 or 15. I just remember what the cover of it looked like. We both signed it. So like we're pulling for you or whatever, something like that. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. What did the cover look like? It was a Hawaiian dancer and it was like um, real pretty. She had like really long hair and like she was dancing in her like grass skirt or whatever. I don't know. It was really nice. It was like nice photography. Had that like vintage tint on it. So add on. You're missing you out that. on. Add not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Women in Hawaii. <laughs> Jeez. See how great the outside world is, bro? Anyway, we're pulling for you. <laughs> You're something to daydream about. Hey, it's something nice to look at. What the hell? Yeah. Guys, we cracked it. We've cracked the, the cereal case. We've Yay! Sarah should have just called us all those years ago. That's right. Mm-hmm. Waste a lot mm-hmm. of time with your research there, Sarah. Yeah. yeah. All your forensic stuff. You could have just called me and I would have been able to tell you. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts on, on the case, guys? I hope that he's having a, a joyous time outside. <laughs> me too. Yeah, we would. Yeah. Wishing, wishing you well, Adnan. I hope he sues and gets a bunch of money. Yeah, get that money. Sue that Baltimore Police Department. <laughs> I mean, Katie's dog has something to say about it. So she just <laughs> she just wanted to see if I had food. That's all. She's whining. Oh. They need to go out. Okay. she's licking the mic you guys can't see it but she's licking the mic so it's pretty cute but we uh uh, we cracked it we're good another one bites the dust that's right if uh if you're like hey these guys cracked it uh i want to talk to them Reach out to us, uh, reading the room pod at gmail.com, reading the room pod at gmail.com. We just got a lovely email a, a little while ago, and uh, they suggested we do a case, and we might just do that one because it was a really good idea. Mm-hmm. So, if you have a really good idea, we love to hear that, or just say hi. And if you have a really bad idea, you can also tell us that. <laughs> yeah, we're open. We're just crack lacking cases, so just send us some. <laughs> Uh, you can visit our uh, website. What's the website address? Uh, dot live. Not dot dead. Never dot dead. <laughs> hit, hit up all our socials. Uh, you know how that works at this point. Or you better. I don't know how you would navigate modern life without that. Um, and as always... Oh, <laughs> <laughs>